Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. What are you afraid of? The Black Mamba, the deadliest, most aggressive creature known to man. It can move with incredible speed and is capable of launching itself bodily. It strikes without warning, it kills without mercy, and it's waiting for you. Venom. What are you afraid of? Some people are scared of the dark. Some of being alone. Some are frightened by shadows. And some by the unknown. But there is one thing we all fear. And right now, it's waiting for you. Venom, a new experience in motion picture suspense. Venom. The kidnap that became a murder, that became a siege, that became a death trap. Venom. The fear explodes, trapping both hostages and kidnappers in its grip. The panic spreads, sending an entire police force into action. But this is a terror unlike anything anyone has ever faced. And when it uncoils to strike, your blood will run cold. Venom. Could you tell me just how dangerous, very dangerous is? The most dangerous snake in the whole world. That dangerous. The snake is loose! You'll have to turn over now. I'm not going to hurt you. Oh, jeez, Samson, come on! Watch out! Whatever you feel, you will fear venom. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic.
dude, dude. Whoa, dude, dude, no! Why, hello out there. Scott, how are you? Uh, what? What? Hello. You, you are a cheeky little bastard. He's a cheeky little bastard. I can't help it, but the whole time I'm watching this, I'm just thinking, that's enough! <laughs> I'm just thinking Baron Munchausen is just, for you, dear, a diamond. That's all I'm thinking of. The whole movie, even though the movies are, what, eight years, seven years separated? Oh, but a lot happened in those seven years. Oh, yes, they did. Yes, they did. You cheeky little uh, bastard. Well, he is anybody, a cheeky little bastard. <laughs> anyone that doesn't recognize our, our stirring uh, renditions of Oliver Reed there, uh, this is episode 175. Wow. No. What, what episode is it? Let's keep trying. No. You're, you're a co-host, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 I like do like the background stuff. Um, you do. Episode, it's episode one seventy six. One seventy eight. That's what I said. <laughs> Don't be cheeky. Um, and the episode, <laughs> this episode, we're reviewing the nineteen eighty one uh, lukewarm thriller Venom. Oh, it's a new style of terror. <laughs> <laughs> if new style means sitting around waiting to be bitten, then yes. Yeah, it's a whole new style. Now, um, I no wonder why get... Toby Hooper left. If you look on the screen, I did get the Venom novel that the book is based on. I mean, that the movie's based on. Wow. Is that Klaus Kinski on the cover? Oh, it's no. Not. It's just a generic. Okay. No, this is a 1977 first printing. The film came out in 81, so it's not a novelization tie-in. Is, is that a floppy disk uh, in the book? No, that's a bookmark. That's the it, it looks like a, it to... looks, yeah, it looks like a floppy disk from here. All right? I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> deny me that, should be. Deny me that that doesn't look like a goddamn floppy disk. That does not look like a floppy disk. It looks like a motherfucking floppy disk. <laughs> anyway, I I, did, I got the book, but I got it too late to read to compare to the the movie. I'm only forty pages in, so unfortunately, I can't do a that much retrospective as far as what's different between the two of them. Okay. Um, I think nobody will be uh, disappointed. No, I don't think so. Although uh, I will say the IMD page has probably the most trivia I've seen for any fucking movie that we've reviewed yet. For well, a movie that we can't find anywhere, we had to pay to watch this on fucking Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. It, it, there is a lot of trivia for this. Well, the three main things that draw the trivia to the film is one, Klaus Kinski, right. two, Oliver Reed, and three, Toby Hooper. Right, who left after ten days over creative differences. Creative differences being that Klaus Kinski, Kinski and Oliver Reed harassed him until he cried. <laughs> they they poked him until he said stop it. Oh uh, well, I mean I talked about a little bit. Uh, I talked a little bit about, about this with you uh, earlier. I think we were talking and and um, yeah. I, the main thing is that uh, well we, we, the reason we're reviewing Venom is because we did Poltergeist, uh, the remake and the original. Uh, there was always that controversy about Toby Hooper not directing it, and I brought up the fact that before Poltergeist, he had two other films that he left prematurely. Uh, didn't finish directing Venom, of course, being ten days or two weeks, um, mm-hmm. ten um, days. and 
Now, Oliver which Reed, I read, I read, I read that uh, the director uh, Piers Haggard, I believe his uh-huh. name is, said that none of Toby Hooper's footage is in this uh, cut of the film at all. He didn't use any of it. Well, I, I, um, I also remember I, re- I did read one quote from him as well, saying that the snake was the warmest uh, actor on set. That's right. I read that too. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, Oliver Reed alone is. The, I mean, if you're just doing research the uh, the um, the new way, which is just the Google shit, uh, there's a couple of stumbling blocks. One is the fact that Venom came out in 1981. 1981 is also the year that the band Venom released its debut album, uh, I think, yeah. Go to Hell. Yeah, yeah. It really made it difficult to try and find anything <laughs> for this. So any search you do uh, at all for Venom 1981, you're getting a lot of heavy metal stuff, uh, 90s. Uh, 80s metal rock yeah. metal band shit well because I because I can't find the film anywhere I mean literally even though it was released on DVD it's nowhere uh, I've mentioned before that uh, I work in a library system 80 buildings not a single one of them has it I'm not gonna pay to own this even if I wanted to I couldn't find it that way it's just it's nowhere so I'm subject I was subjected to try and find whatever video I could get by doing searches and you're right all i could find was heavy metal crap and just a handful of video which is playing in the background right. um but that's a, that's it oh and um i just double checked it is welcome to hell was the debut album of venom 1981 <laughs> Great. and the the cover of the album is a pentagram with a goat's head in it so <laughs> <laughs> wonderful because that's right i do because, remember seeing that because they couldn't think of anything more cliche yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, now the other problem is if whenever you google anything for oliver reed you're going to end up with 500 youtube videos of him being rip-roaring drunk on a talk show yeah that's right yeah because he was a I, cheeky bastard I mean, oliver reed's this weird i mean he's a great, great powerful actor we've reviewed earlier films with him uh yeah, women in love that was probably the, love. First, the first thing we ever reviewed with him in it yeah now that was during his heyday um but what happened to him with his career is that he's he embraced this whole um there was a name for it like uh, laddie life i think it was a british version of like uh, uh rough 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 guys it was like uh-huh. this it was this 80s kind of uh, re- revolt of the male ego in england against feminism and everything and he became like one of the one of the spokespeople for it technically you know the cultural icons of of the uh chauvinist and indeed, a lot of the uh, movies, that's right, I said indeed, a lot of the YouTube videos you can find him on talk shows, he's answering questions about, you know, are you a chauvinist? Uh, the, uh, I think there's one where he kisses a lesbian um, uh, feminist on the show and he gets kicked off. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what, they a didn't lot like had, that? <laughs> no. Well, the, the big problem, you've got to, please, if you've never seen Oliver Reed drunk on a talk show, Go to YouTube and search. Well, I'll post a couple on our, our uh, Facebook page. But the problem was, he wasn't like a Dudley Moore, Peter Cook, funny drunk. Right. He's a mean drunk. Oh, and, yeah. And, no, he was and he's, yeah, and he's And he's a big <laughs> guy. And he when he gets drunk, he goes he's, dark. He's a physical guy, too. Yeah, and there's there are just so many stories about him just terrorizing people at bars and and like like friends at his house just like yelling at their wives and shit. He's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was and, a dark spot reserved just for him. <laughs> yeah, 
And and apparently, uh, and I, I mentioned a bit of this on last episode too. He and Klaus Kinski uh, they hated he, he each like, other specifically on this movie. Right, well, from what I read, Klaus uh, he hated Klaus the moment he saw him, and then he made it his job to fuck with Klaus. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I, I remember reading that the director had said that they were both difficult to work with on this movie. He mm-hmm. said that at least and. You take this with a grain of salt. He goes, at least Oliver Reed had a sense of humor. <laughs> so he'd be hard to work with, but he'd be, you know, proverbially pulling your leg, Oliver Reed, but he'd just be difficult to work with, but he'd have a sense of humor, whereas Kinski uh, did not in any way just give a fuck. He just did not care. Uh, well- he, he was just difficult. Well, Klaus Klaus is in, is uh, a notorious egomaniac. Yep. And uh, that doesn't work well with British, I guess. And Oliver Reed no. just 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 reveled in tormenting him. Uh, there was the one thing I read in his uh, <clears throat> authorized biography where he would go up to, to Klaus's uh, trailer and just shake it and scream, "Come out, you Nazi bastard!" <laughs> <laughs> and and he's not he's not German. Uh, yeah, no, he's Polish, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he emigrated, but so he's so he'd like come out like already the but I mean, and and then he'd fuck with him during the or filming is he too. I think I thought he was Polish. It could be. I don't. Re- I don't. I don't remember. You, now, see, now it, you're making me. I guess it's all in how his last name is spelled. S K I. Yeah, that should be Polish. Yeah, he he grew up in Berlin, but he's he's not German. Yeah. Um. But and also like on the set, there was like one specific scene I was reading about where they had the walk down the hall, and I I didn't really figure out which scene it was in the film, but they had the walk down the hall, and Klaus is supposed to be the boss, right? And and Klaus is supposed to like to be in the doorway first, and Oliver Reed would just walk a little faster than him, and then when he get to the door, he'd block him, <laughs> and he'd do it like four or five times in a row, and just so like every time, and so in the film. Klaus is this international terrorist they brought in to help with the kidnapping of this boy. Um, and Oliver Reed's the chauffeur. Dave. <laughs> I love the, I love the credit. And, and Oliver Reed as Dave. Yeah. What? And they didn't have the foresight to call him anything else because there's another character in a film called David. It's like, mm-hmm. really? Dave and David? Not that David had a better, you know, a big part or anything like that, but just call him something else then. Well, I didn't see it in the credits, but if you look at the full cast credits, his right. name, full name is Dave Dave Aberconnelly. <laughs> I think yeah, that, maybe the, I think I think maybe the cop mentions it in the yeah. film. Yeah, that that that's you know a traditional British name, right? Mm-hmm. Dave. Oh yeah, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. now, uh, do you want to give the basic plot of the movie? Uh, yeah, sure. Um. This, there's this little boy who has basically a fucking nature habitat living in his goddamn room. Rich kid, and rich kid. He's a rich kid, and but, you know, he's got a nanny, so he's got, uh, you know, asthma and whatnot. The mother is contemplating on whether or not she should go, I guess, to Europe to go see her husband or not, but decides to go. And the nanny, Oliver Reed's character, and uh, Klaus Kinsey's character, Ouch. They, Ouch. they plan a kidnapping of him for a ransom 
and that's essentially oh. the plot. The plot is them planning this this kidnapping, and it just all goes wrong. The snake gets out of the box, bites the fucking nanny in the face, which is uh, what's her face from um, Straw Dogs, um, oh, which yeah, they yeah. they tease you that she's going to get naked and show her boobies, but she doesn't. Uh-huh. Um, which she is only known for that, so I don't know why they now, rated R for Christ's sake. I did read, and you're talking about um, um, what's her name? I just want to get her name. Uh, yeah, it's a Sarah, S- Sarah or Sh- Sharon or something like that. Sarah Miles. Sarah, that's it. That's Sarah Miles. I believe it is. Susan Straw Dogs? You sure? Or am I looking oh, at the yeah. wrong actress? Susan George. Oh. Susan, Susan, Sarah Miles George. is the doctor. In the, in yeah, the, yeah. No, it's Susan George. Never mind. Susan George. Now, Susan George, I read, had the hots for Oliver Reed. Who wouldn't? On, on the set. But the he, that she was... Now, this is the biographer, and I only read a section. I haven't read the whole book, but it said that uh, that she wasn't Oliver's type. I'm not sure what his type is, but apparently that wasn't it. Apparently so, blonde but, and beautiful is uh, out of the question. I, I guess. I guess. Maybe she's too short. But uh, so yeah. apparently, like she was, she was into him, but he maybe didn't instigate anything on set. Maybe so she no, wasn't like, cheeky enough. Not cheeky. No, you no, never no. know. Uh, I want to mention briefly the, the kid in the film, uh, the uh-huh. the child actor, uh, and what was his name again? I, I lost all my fucking notes, and I'm going back from sh- scratch here. What was the kid's name? That was uh. Oh, uh, I got it. What was the boy's name? Philip. No. God damn it. Oh, maybe it was... No. Oh, what the fuck is his name now? Philip Hopkins. Oh, that, that doesn't... It doesn't and ring a bell. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's Philip Hopkins. <laughs> it's Philip Hopkins. Thank you. Philip. Philip. Uh, yeah, that, so the actor's name is Lance Holcomb, and I, I I had my fucking notebook, and I misplaced it. I'm packing tonight. Uh, but what I found funny was that in the opening credits it says introducing Lance Holcomb which is what they usually do for a child actor or, or that's this is their first film right this is not his first film oh his really what was, was his first film his first film was Christmas Evil oh god <laughs> which is one of awful. the killer Santa Claus movies uh, just like the one we re- reviewed a while back uh, Silent Night Deadly Night and so that was in 1980 Venom was 1981 now maybe they were filmed almost around the same time, but that, I mean, that's a full year of, I'm not, I know, I don't know. I, I know the release of Venom was postponed too. I don't think it came out. It didn't come out as late. It was supposed to, or early as it was supposed to. Yeah. No, uh, I read that Kinski was supposed to be in Raiders of the Lost Ark. And, um, that film came out in 1981 as well. So he turned it down to be in this movie because this movie paid more money. Which goes with goes with your whole ego. Uh, he's a fucking egomaniac. Uh, uh, and as he's quoted as saying that the screenplay for Raiders of the Lost Ark was moronically shitty. Really, Klaus? Really? <laughs> hey, and, I saw Crawl Space. I think he knows how to tell what a good screenplay is. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. He uh, turns down Raiders... I mean, and here's the thing, too. It's not like Spielberg was some unknown director. He had already done... Um, he had already done... Um, oh, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, fuck. 
the I one where the uh, no 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 the one where the truck driver is chasing what's his face. Um, drive. Not drive. The fucking duel. Duel. Thank you. Duel. Fuck. T- today's been a really fucking long day. It's like the day that won't end. <laughs> Uh, he, he had already done Duel, he had already done Close Encounters, um, he was working on Raiders, or was going to, so, you know, and he, he's in the business, Spiel, I mean, uh, George Lucas had already done Star Wars, Empire had already come out, these are all like his best friends, so Kinski to say, no, nah, I don't want to do that one, uh, mm. the screenplay is moronically shitty. Uh, he'd already done, uh, Spielberg had already done Jaws, fucking $260, $280 million blockbuster. It's like, it's not like Spielberg was some unknown. He literally took this movie for more money, even though yeah. he, th- he thought that Raiders was moronically shitty as far as the script goes. It's like, listen, come on, dude. Was this even a, a best-selling well, he- book? He probably well, it it was a, it was a novel. I have it in my hand. First print, right. nineteen seventy seven. So it must have uh, been slightly popular. I mean, I, I don't I know. guess. But a snake running around a fucking uh, you know well, uh, a house waiting to bite somebody, which takes forever, by the way. Well, uh, I, I mean, they they get that right out of the you know right off the bat with Susan George's character, and then mm-hmm. after that, it's just where's the snake? Oh, is the snake here? Oh, he's in the what in the, you know the liquor cabinet? Oh, is he here? It just give me a break. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the weak link to the whole film is that it's about the snake. The film's called Venom. The whole, everything is, there's a snake. Now, I mean, if you take that away, the plot is, it's a kidnapping that goes wrong when right. Oliver Reed panics and shoots a cop with both barrels of a shotgun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because the cop was there to warn them, hey, you guys might have a poisonous snake. I mean, yeah, so o- the Oliver, snake is- Oliver, too cheeky. Too cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> Settle so, down. So... So the um, so the snake's kind of the blame for the, it going wrong in the first place. Yeah. But so then instead of taking him to this cabin that they've rented, they end up st- stuck in this brownstone like you know uh, block mansion. Rented uh, three months a, in advance, by the way. Yes. Uh, in this standoff, while there's a killer snake running around the house. Right. And so at that point, it just becomes okay. There's supposed to be. The tension with the negotiators and the, you know, the police and the criminals, but then the snake's supposed to add to it, and there's not much you can really do with, okay, you know what? If, if you don't look out, this thing might bite you. And they they play up the whole idea of it can leap 15 feet and you can't avoid it when it attacks you, but you kind of can. It's a snake. Just stay away from the snake. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Just you know, put something on your hands, put something around your neck. And hope it doesn't uh, go up your pant leg, Oliver. <laughs> I don't know. In that scene, it's just like uh, he's wearing some, he's wearing you know leather shoes. He probably could have kicked it away. He probably would have you know bit the shoe, now, but he probably could have kicked it away. In his defense, he'd been shot too. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, but I mean, and, and, he probably could have kicked it away, or at least so, tried. I, I mean the. The snake would have had a bit more of an impact if it wasn't uh, the major selling point of the movie. So you're waiting for this killer stalking around to kill people, and it no nobody. Uh, I mean, spoiler alert, I guess if you want that, uh, nobody good dies from the snake. It's only right. the bad guys. Yeah. So I mean, oh, don't sure. worry. The the footage that I have just gives away like every murder. Sure. 
<laughs> or every death it, because it's the only thing I can fucking find. Well, there's only three deaths. <laughs> yeah, it's, three and deaths. I and I and I have all of them. Yeah, <laughs> and they show them in the trailers and stuff. Well, what else are they yeah. gonna do? You know, so, now and and the the cop uh, that's uh, Nicole. Uh, Nicole uh, the cop commander William Bullock was played by Nicole Williamson. Or nickel. Uh, he he. What? Is it nickel? Or nickel? I guess I don't know. Nickel. I, don't know. I love him guy, by so the way. Uh, trained, I, yeah, um, you know, um, Shakespearean actor. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I don't even know why he took this movie. I, I read somewhere that he started to do more films to uh, broaden his horizon. You know, uh, the same year. Um, that this came out, Excalibur did as well, because mm-hmm. uh, if anyone doesn't know, he played you know he played Merlin in that film. Um, but he was you know stage stage actor for years, decades, uh, and probably one of the most famous stage actors ever. Now, so uh, the, his credit, uh, his reputation was huge for that. Yeah, and I know him from those, but I I couldn't help shake that. His when voice? I was watching it, <laughs> what? I, I couldn't shake his voice. I'm just hearing Merlin every time. I couldn't shake. I, I kept thinking it was or um, to Oz. What's his name? Uh, Peter Firth from Life Force. Oh God, really? For some reason, I just kept I don't thinking, have that problem. <laughs> That's the guy from Life Force, right? And I had to look. No, it's not the guy from Life Force. It's somebody just like the way he carried himself. He's like that guy, kind of like British cop. Yeah, right. Uh, right. Demeanor. It, no, it just. I I didn't have that problem. I'm just thinking. You broke what could not be broken. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not an Excalibur fan, so that's... Re- I, I love that I'd, film. I'd, if given the choice, I'd watch Life Force again than, than, rather than Excalibur. So oh, that's, no way. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't like, I, I don't like the, the, the genre. No, no, I, I know. You, you kind of stay away from it uh, a lot, actually. That's why I'm well, not challenging Excalibur, because... Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Although you probably well, won't like my challenge. <laughs> well, that's Although, the point. We're going to talk about my challenge when we get to it because I have two. I was settling on one because I know the other one is a is a lot more painful to watch. <laughs> uh, that doesn't make it better, but uh, I was hoping for the one. It is available. We'll talk about it. Mm. So, uh, yeah. so anyway, yeah. I mean, based on a novel, yeah, big deal. Plot. As far as film goes, I don't know how the, the, the book, you know, goes from beginning to end, but the plot of Either. this is ra- it's razor thin. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I, can t- I can tell you that it begins roughly the same way with the m- minor difference that in the film, uh, in the film, um, uh, Sterling Hayden's character, Howard Anderson, right. the, big ga- the elderly big game hunter. Right, the grandfather. Uh, Right, uh, that's and Sterling Hayden is from. Uh, my, the, I always loved him from Doctor Strangelove. Right, he's also I, and some I, I didn't realize I until I looked. Uh, I don't. I don't uh, avoid women, but I do deny them my essence. <laughs> uh, something I didn't know about him. Uh, I looked him up. Obviously, he's from Jersey. He's from Upper Montclair, of all places. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, there is anyway. one thing in, in the movie that I noticed that I was wondering if you had either perused the book or read it somewhere. I couldn't find anything for it. The scene where the kid is having an asthma attack uh-huh. and the grandfather wakes up. He's like, I'm coming, Philip. 
I'm coming. You know, and he comes up the stairs and he picks him up. The dub over is horrible. He's clearly saying something else. It's probably it was honestly it was probably just a bad recording. Well, noise, noise what, or something. I mean, what he's saying, what he's saying, as what is on the screen looks, not looks. It is two completely different things. Well, it was what he's saying. Was, he's he picks him up. You know, he picks him up and he's holding him, and he's like, "All right, just breathe, just breathe." Come with me, we're going to go. And in the actual scene, he picks up, and he kind of almost looks like he's howling at the ceiling, like he's yelling something. My 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 guess, unless yeah. it's like they said something they really didn't want, my guess is that there, uh, this is obviously a low-rent film, especially since it was delayed afterwards and they had troubles with directors and stuff. I'm guessing, I, I'm guessing they had a problem with the audio, and instead of paying to have the actor come back, to, to, to loop it they right. just patched in audio some other audio that was uh, recorded from a scene they didn't use that's just my guess I, I, I can't, read somewhere I, that I the budget was like 10 or 12 million but I can't find that now it only made 5 million at the box office yeah it was it was tr a troubled production obviously you're dealing with a snake and Klaus Kinski <laughs> yeah you know which one needs more handlers uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the only the only major difference in the book up to page 40 is that uh, Sterling Hayden's character is is still a, like a, an older big game hunter, big game hunter from Africa and stuff. But in the movie, it's the kid's grandfather. In the book, it's a big game hunter that the father hired as kind of like a protector for the child. All right. I'm so I, for narrative, it's a lot easier just to say, okay, it's a grandfather, so we, we don't have to explain that for ten minutes. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, that makes sense. And 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 the uh, the maid was not was actually older and less attractive in the book. Older and less attractive. Well, hey, if you got an option uh, to get Susan George in there, you're gonna do it. Or we getting a Susan George. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Um. Easy there. Oh. Um. Yeah. I, I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, you spend, what what you, else is there to say? We could spend more. I mean, we could we could go through the goofs and we can go through the trivia, but we're the only thing we're going to keep circling around is that Oliver Reed and Klaus Kinski hated each other and they were both cheeky bastards. You spend more time watching Klaus Kinski bark orders at Oliver Reed than you do the snake attacking people. Yeah, that is the truth. Oh, and what's with the orchestra music at the beginning and end? The uh, the, the score. It's very TV movie. It's not. Forget TV movie. If you were watching this film, if you watched the opening and you had no idea what the film was, I'm you're already assuming. Okay, so I'm guessing this boy is going to grow up to be a teenager at a college and he's going to win some kind of triathlon. <laughs> it, it's, His fucking it's, Brian song. Yeah, it's just some kind. It's like this is like it's just like the this is like the 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 uh, chariots of fire thing. It's okay. Yeah, the, the, this is a it's a hopeful jaunty kind of uh, right bouncy orchestra piece, and then we go into okay kidnapping snake death death, and then it ends with the same music. Yep. <laughs> Who okayed that? <laughs> oh. And it's not stock. It, it was the actual composer who's done a lot of films. Yeah, I, I, I think I, people uh, in the forums were asking uh, for the score of this movie. It's like, why? <laughs> what, what score? <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't fit the movie at all. It's the beginning. It's, it's like uh, like a couple minutes in the beginning and end, and the rest of the film is just, uh, you know, snake vision. 
Yeah, any any movie with animal attacks where the camera takes the POV of the animal attacking, you're in trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that was that was and, bad. And apparently, according to the filmmakers, it, a snake doesn't slither; it drags itself across the floor. Yeah. <laughs> when it gets into the duct, it's like shh, shh. shh. What, what's it pulling itself along? What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, you you really got me believe this thinking like like strike out at fifteen feet. Right. Uh, it it just it further puts forth my belief, and I think yours as well, that Toby Hooper did not direct Poltergeist. <laughs> I, I I think it cements the fact that he Toby Hooper got a lot of credit for making a, a low budget film that became huge immediately, and then I I think. He was immediately out of his depth when he started getting new jobs. Because don't forget, I mean, there's a difference. There's a difference between guerrilla filmmaking, which is what Texas Chainsaw was. I mean, right. it's no budget. And then, but when you're a director on a real film, you're dealing with a lot more. You're dealing with more equipment. You're dealing with more crew. You're dealing with with bigger talent. Uh, you know, talent that's not gonna do everything you say, and talent that's gonna be a little less forgiving and more professional. And no, I'm not gonna smear that on my face. Fuck you. Well, yeah, really? I think, yeah. I think that's why. Yeah, I think that's why Invaders from Mars is such. It's also a real departure uh, from stuff you've seen him do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which I still like that movie, Invaders from Mars. Um, eh. It's a boil. <laughs> sure, it is. Um, it's just a weird, wacky movie. Obviously, it was a Golan Globus film, and in the documentary, um, the electric boogaloo documentary they they talk about seeing a screening of invaders from mars and wondering what the hell that was it's like is this what we paid for because uh, he toby hooper also did texas chainsaw massacre 2 under golan globus and they didn't realize that that was going to be more funny than it was supposed to be <laughs> they thought it was going to be more like the original and he's like no this is the direction i'm going in with this one it's like wow <laughs> you know, one Toby, of those guys, what, what are you doing, Toby? Well, and that's the weird thing too, is you get these guys. Okay, you're, you're, you, what you're famous for is this dark horror film. It's like, yeah, I think I'm going to lighten up the sequel, make it more of a comedy. Says, and who's telling you this? What, that's, yeah. that's a good idea. I mean, everything I, from t- doing a uh, a mock up of the Breakfast Club movie poster, but with the characters from Texas Chainsaw too. Which I always remember it's hilarious. I always remember going to my local video store, uh, which was Palmer Video in Belleville, and obviously and Curry Home Video. Oh, Christian Wolner, he uh, he um, IM'd me a week ago. Joe Curry, the owner of um, Curry Home Video, passed away last week. Oh, yeah, I was. They, they bearing, was they're bearing the video collection with him. <laughs> hey. Why not, right? I bet it's somewhere in a storage facility anyway. Some uh, vault somewhere, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but those two video stores always had that poster up when the film had come out. And I had always, and I never got to see it when I was a kid. It was one of those films that my parents, ironically enough, wouldn't let me watch. I had to get that at a later time. But it was that movie poster, it always drew me to that movie. I always wanted to see it because of that movie poster. Because even at a young age, I knew uh, it was, you know, a mock-up of the Breakfast Club. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting that that Toby Hooper left after ten days 
uh, on this movie for creative differences. They bring in uh, a new director who was apparently doing uh, TV commercials, or he had to do TV commercials amidst directing this and just going back and forth, so they were pulling him like Taffy to do that. Not that that's yeah. any excuse. This film is was going to be bad no matter what. Well, I, now let's clarify. I don't. I wouldn't call the film bad as much as extremely underwhelming. Yeah. I, I, I mean, honestly, I've seen far worse when it comes to like oh, police yeah. procedural or horror or anything. I, I, I'm, you've got some great talent in the film, underused or not. But, the, again, it's really just, okay, we're locked in a house with a snake. How much can you do with that unless you do more with the characters? And they really didn't get that much beyond, okay, Klaus is the boss and Oliver doesn't like that. I mean, in the film, too. <laughs> it's the exact same dynamic, uh, except Oliver's, you know, probably a little meeker in the in the film than he is in per- person. So th- you've got a really black and white character dynamic. There's They kill the girl off right away. So any kind of, like, three-way dialogue or, you know, behind, you know, backstabbing Or even, like, lover's triangle, because obviously they were both in love with her. Yeah, and so that's gone the minute she, you know, was, oh, okay, so that's not going to come into anything right now. And it just becomes, it, it, it keep the film can't decide whether it's a trapped in a house with a monster movie or a, uh, you know, got to save the kidnapped victim movie. Right. And it doesn't really do, either. now I have no idea what the book does. I'm going to find out this weekend on the plane. Uh, but it just, it falls short and it's just kind of, eh, okay, now I'm just waiting to see what happens. <sighs> and I, I mean, and when again, when you've got like Klaus Kinski, whose whose forehead alone dominates the screen, <laughs> you can show a movie on that fucking thing. <laughs> and I'll read who is who can be a very, in you know, dominant presence, having them both on the screen, and then just it's just there's not enough. They have nothing to work with. They got the same kid. There's only so many times you can terrorize a kid before it gets old. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid's scared of me. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it just, I can see it, how uh, Susan George just really wanted to ride the Oliver Reed train, because um, <laughs> Oliver Reed he's just he's not like I don't he's not a bad looking guy, but he's not like a great looking guy. But he has that that machismo. stare, you know. Machismo. Yeah, it's called uh, Machismo. Mojo. Mojo. Oh, he's got the mojo. He's got the mojo. You know, like he's got the you know piercing blue eyes, but he's also got like you know scars on a couple of scars on his face. He's just uh-huh. very, like, just I guess a very powerful guy. I don't know. It, she probably attracted to that. I could see why. You know, just because I mean, he's. It, it's got not that even look. a horror film, but it even has that '80s horror film stain because at the end it's like oh. Guess what? They they kill the Klaus kills the snake, but then like at the end it's like oh there's eggs in the furnace. Uh oh. Like, <laughs> you're you, you, you gonna come back at a sequel and then like have two, three more people kidnap the kid and have the what, what the fuck you do that? What, what, what you know? Yeah. Just what, what, you, what could you possibly do with that? To go back into your uh, house. <laughs> yeah. So oh, oh there's snakes hatching in the furnace and they're probably going to die because there's nothing there to take care of them and there's no food. So all right. That's right. No. Really? What 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 are we fucking doing with this? It's all just... it needs is uh, you know, just some warmth. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. <laughs> there was no warmth on that set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I your director I... like you said before when your director says the snake was the you know, the friendliest or warmest uh 
uh, thing on set, yeah, you got a problem. I hope they got that kid on and off set as quickly as possible when he was doing his sh- shots. Oh, I hope it's like, yeah, no, don't look directly at the actors. Uh, was he, uh, <laughs> as often as possible, I bet he wasn't even in the same room <laughs> during the shoots. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No wonder he didn't work after this. Like He only did three films, Christmas Evil uh, in 1980, and then he did Venom and Ghost Story in 1981, and then that's it. That's it, huh? Yeah. His parents are I like, mean, you're never going to work with that Kinski guy again. That kid's like in his late 30s, and he still wakes up in cold sweats, thinking of like Oliver Reed like <laughs> shouting at the trailer at 4 in the afternoon, You Nazi <laughs> bastards! No! No! You cheeky bastard. <laughs> I'm not cheeky. Ugh, I keep running over my headphone cord. Stop that! Oh, that's but no yeah, good. you're right. There's, I mean, it it it's not a razor thin, wafer thin. It's just not much to go on beyond that. I think we've pretty much set our piece for the film. I think so. So uh, let's see. What is um? I think the rating's actually uh, five point eight. eight on thirteen hundred and seventy-seven mm-hmm. users. Now this is your portion of the show that you like doing the demographic and the age and all that. It's not a lot of votes, though. No, but what would you go, five? Yeah, I think five. I think think this film is the epitome of a five. It's just It really is. I'm just going to go with five. I mean, I'm not even going to argue for one one high. females aged 18 to 29 uh, really liked it. Maybe it's that Oliver Reed. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, the highest... the, The two highest ratings for the film are 10 and 6. So you either love it or eh, you're okay with yeah, it. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, you're the highest demographic is uh actually the highest demographic is females aged 18 to 29 at right. 8.8 uh mm-hmm. and uh males under 18 at 9. There's only four of them, but yeah. Right. And apparently no no IMDb staff has rated have rated this film. So why are we even watching it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, most of the votes are right down the middle, five point seven, uh, with like, like fifteen hundred, uh, not fifteen hundred, like six. And those are votes. all those are all from the age group that are old enough to have actually seen this in a theater. Uh, <laughs> the the people that love this film the most are the ones that had to watch it on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we paid three dollars each to watch this. We gave six dollars to watch this thing. I, I, I had to rent it twice. I paid like $6. Why'd you rent it? Oh, you didn't finish it. <sighs> yeah. I was hoping that I'd rent it and get like 30 days uh, like rental for it and play that in the background tonight. But that wasn't happening. Because it you only get it for three fucking days. I had a month to watch it, but once you start, you got three days. Yeah, I, that's what I I, 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 did, I didn't get that. I When I first got it, I said, oh, you have th- a month. I said, oh, good. Okay, cool. I'll watch some of it now. Well, I'll watch some of it later. That's, I didn't realize that's what watch. I said because I was like, oh, you know, if, whether we record next week or the following week, I got time. But no, the second I watched it, then it said you have until, you know, it was two days or three days from that point. I'm like, motherfucker. Fucking Amazon and Prime Day. You catch this whole Prime Day oh, shit? Oh, God. What a. You know, <laughs> actually. Actually, I didn't catch. I knew it was happening, but I didn't. I didn't go on at all. It wasn't until later that day that I read somewhere that Prime Day was a total disappointment. I'm like, I didn't even know it was today. It was a PR catastrophe because everybody went to the internet to bitch about how bad it was. Yeah. It was like, was, oh uh, look, ten, 10 cents off a of PlayStation Four. 
Thank God for Prime Day. Yeah. Someone said, this is as sad as the... the <laughs> what did they say? This is as sad as the uh, markdown table at a TJ Maxx. <laughs> yeah. Or... or I think my favorite was uh, um, Prime Day is big as is almost a big a disappointment as I am to my parents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and they so, just they were spending a lot of money, commercials, everything, and then they didn't do anything. It's it's. Uh, I mean, has anyone cut had uh, has anyone come with any kind of a site or any kind of meme or whatever to say? Okay, this is actually what they did right on that day. That they were selling this for half off, or they were no, giving away prime no. memberships for you know, no, fifty percent, no. no, nothing. All right, it was just uh, we need to make them spend in the summer. How do we do it? Oh, let's just create create our own holiday. Well, that's oh. a good idea. That'll work. Yeah, wonderful. Great. Because I, 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 I honestly, I, I think that any company that actually uses the Christmas in July tag immediately loses customers. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Th- I don't know anybody that has ever used that phrase in a positive way. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <sighs> movie challenge. Movie challenge. All right. So there was only one direction I wanted to go in with this. One direction. We're watching a One Direction documentary. No. Um, the way, if anyone is listening for the first time, the way we do things is the challenge has to have a connection to this in some way. It could be a scene reminded you of something, and you can challenge a movie based on that. It could be a direct connection, like an actor, actress, composer, director, so on and so forth. My connection to this is you chose uh, this film to me, uh, or you chose this film because Toby Hooper was thrown off or he quit because of creative differences. Right. My connection is I'm challenging you to an Alan Smithy movie. Ah. Okay, so my connection are directors who were able to actually finish the movie had enough of a creative difference that they took their name off. Now, there's only two movies I want to challenge you to. Both of them are available. One you have to pay money for. So, since we already paid money for this fucking thing, it's up to you. I will I will let you choose between the two. Okay. okay. The first one is uh, a film called Let's Get Harry. All right. You remember that one? That sounds All, familiar. All-star cast came out in 86. I saw it on Cinemax a lot. Uh, Mark Harmon, um, Robert Duvall... Uh, I think Nick Nolte's in it. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but uh, Gary Busey. I mean, there's all-star cast. And their friend gets taken captive. And basically, it's like a buddy movie. They're all going to oh, yeah. rescue him. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember watching that in, in the 80s, early or mid-80s, and liking it. So you know it's probably not going to be good. It's not going to hold up. Uh, and that's an Alan Smithy film. Right. Um, Obviously, the director had some problems, took his name off of it. Now, the other Alan Smithy film is more famous. It's probably the most famous Alan Smithy film. Now, the two-hour and 20-minute cut of this movie, you know what it is? No. (laughs) Uh, Is not an Alan Smithy. It's the extended TV... Uh, cut that they did 
that David Lynch was extremely pissed off about. Oh. No. <laughs> and that is Dune. Oh. It's, a, it's like almost a four-hour cut of this movie. And oh. he promptly took his name off. Alan smithied uh, the movie. So that's your challenge. Your challenge is either Dune or Let's Get Harry. I got a feeling Dune's the one that we can get. Uh, Dune, of course. I have like three different <laughs> versions of that. <laughs> uh, right. Although I may have to send you my copy uh, of the film, but I can get it to you. That's the, not a problem. Either film is, is reviewable. All right. I'm going to say Dune for one reason only. My, my father is a huge <laughs> fan of the movie. And this will severely injure him emotionally. <laughs> I don't want to do that, but I can't turn. I can't pass up the opportunity. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll even have to get him on the show. Sure. Why not? <laughs> to defend it. I would love that. I would absolutely... Maybe we won't make it next week because it's such a long movie. If you want, oh. maybe next week we can do one of our traditional, uh, you know, three, right. you know, movies coming out in 3D in two, you know, 2016, so, you know, blockbusters of the summer. We could do stuff like that to give us more time to prepare for Dune. Now, wait, wait, wait. Are we, are we doing, are we reviewing the four-hour version? Uh, that's the Alan Smithy version, yeah. Oh! <laughs> I have two cuts of that too. I have the Japanese. I have the Jap. Hold on a second. Just give me one second. Dude, I. For everybody. In my, my childhood. There was a point in my childhood. My father would be home on the weekend. My, we, my family was never in the sports or anything. My father didn't stay home on Sunday and watch football. He would be in his recliner. He would have the laser disc of the uncut film and playing. And he would also have a VHS tape with the television version playing, and oh he would God. sit there. Did he really do that? And he would just switch back and forth at random. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my I, my screen full. I don't know if you're watching the feed, but I have the extended edition. Okay, this is the nice steel book. Okay, it's the nice steel book one, and the runtime. Sh- I don't have your video. That's okay. No. Oh. It's a nice okay. steelbook one. There you go. This is the really nice one. This is the uh, officially released one. Um, so this is like remastered. And you got the theatrical feature on one side. And then the extended version, which is 2 hours and 57 minutes. Okay. Alan Smithy. Alan that's Smithy. Two, that's, so it's 3 hours. And, well, hold on. Anything, uh, that, anything that's not 2 hours and 20 minutes is Alan Smithy. The only cut... See, David Lynch has been on, has gone on record as to say he wants to take... like He's got like hours upon hours upon hours of footage for uh, Dune. He's gone on record to say that he wants to do a definitive director's cut of Dune and put his name on it. But the, because he's the only one. So. He's the only one. Hey, I, I would love it if he did that. Um, then I have this one. This one here. I don't know if you could see this one. This is the uh, Japanese extended cut of the film. I had to. This is an MPEG 2. I had to order this f- from Japan. Um, your dad and I should hang out and just talk about Dune. Uh. <laughs> well, where's the runtime? 
on this motherfucker. I'll just let you two talk about it, and I'll just like moan in the background. Oh, this one's I'll... 189 minutes. So this one's three hours and nine minutes. So this is yet another cut of the film. Um, so three hours and nine minutes. I actually thought it was a little longer than that. Maybe uh, I'm thinking because when they played it on TV, like the Sci-Fi Channel, it was like on for like four and a half, five hours because they got to throw commercials in there. Uh huh. So and then I have the the two hour and oh I'm sorry seventeen minute cut. This is the one that Lynch has his name on. So now let me take a l real quick look. I could have sworn it was even a, a longer version of of that, longer than three hours and nine minutes. They don't even have a movie poster listed for Let's Get Harry on IMDb. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm just like trying to distract myself now. Oh no, these are those <laughs> are those are the the run times. The two hour and seventeen minute version that Lynch has his name on. The one hundred and seventy seven minute cut, which is this one. This oh no, uh, this one the Steel Book. Yes, had to buy that one. It's a nice one. And the Japanese, they're both Japanese, but this one is, uh, this one directly from Japan. And even says right there, I don't know if we can zoom in, like, real close. It says, directed by Alan Smithy. So, three hours and nine minutes. Although, to get you the nicer copy, I'll probably give you the two hour and 57 minute one. Um, that's well, the one that ev everyone wonderful. everyone will be able to get their hands on that one uh, if everyone wants to play the home game. Um, otherwise, uh, the Japanese one is extremely hard to find. Um, I wonder if those are actually if that one's worth money. The Steel Book, I mean, they released that in the U.S. So, but the Japanese one, that one, as a matter of fact, I believe that's you know what I'm going to give you the Japanese one. Because I believe that one has the uh, uncut scene uh, with the Baron spitting on uh, uh, what's her face, the mother, uh, saying just a little spittle, <laughs> and then he spits oh, on her face. I've seen that scene. Uh, that that was cut from, from a scene. Uh, I believe it's longer in the Japanese version. Uh, or how, how much longer or, or, could it or, be? Or, or wait a minute, or wait a minute. Hold on. There's a whole bunch of shit. It's either longer in the Japanese version or cut out completely. Uh, something weird like that. I have to... Believe me, I'm going to do my homework before we do the uh, the review for it. Just because there's just so much shit going on with these movies. Oh. A Place Beyond Your Dreams. A movie beyond your imagination. Can we just go back <laughs> and watch Heaven's Gate again? Oh. <laughs> no, no. Oh shit! As a matter of fact, uh, anyone wants to listen to that review? That's episode nine. Um, Heaven's wow, Gate. Wow, really? Episode nine. Nine. And that's Heaven, Heaven's Gate and Women in Love. Ironically enough, we did both episode. of those movies in that one episode. Oh, nine! It's that it's far a, back. It's wow! Like a, it's a hundred and sixty-nine episodes ago. You know, you know why it seems like less is because back then we did like two or three movies an episode. Yeah, and, and yeah, they, yeah. We we've it, done 178 episodes, but we've reviewed probably twice as many movies as that. Yeah, and those episodes, like some of them would be two and a half hours, three hours long. Oh, now, God. now sometimes we do two hours just on one film, so we we we've improved. 
Yeah, like this, 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 this review is is going to about an hour, which is right. you, you can't do much with this movie. No. If Neither if anyone if, if anyone looks at our run times for our reviews, you'll see that the movie the run times where we have like an hour and a half, two hours, um, we've either done one of two things. We've either done a talked entirely about that movie and only that movie because it was that much fun to review, or b do like what we're doing right now where we're like in 50 different directions because we're we've been done with the movie for 10 minutes. <laughs> well, and there was that time period where we would do the uh the the uh, box office top 10 and that would take half an hour to start with cuz well, we, you know, we could we never, would try to we could never <laughs> cuz we could never just go through the fucking list. Every time a name would come up they were like, "Oh, we like have to expound on that for 10 minutes and then Yeah, we try and just like breeze through that and we just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. Yeah, because there, there'd the, always be what we'd always do, and I still like doing that the box office. I know we stopped doing it, but I still liked uh, that whole aspect because what I thought we did when we did that was we would talk about the film briefly, but then we'd go like in a different direction and talk about something else. Oh, this movie's coming out; it's directed by the same guy, or whatever. We'd always make it interesting, even, and that's why it lasted half an hour, forty-five minutes, a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a top ten list, you know. So, and I haven't gotten I haven't haven't gotten to play this sound in a while. Ah! I used to love doing that. Finger list. Oh, That's right. uh, I just want to mention I got my movie pass card in the mail. Uh huh. I'm now a member of Movie Pass. Interesting yeah, thing Scott, they have now. Scott sent me uh, an an email about that. And uh, well, basically what this is, is you pay a monthly fee, a uh, set fee. Ten- I think it's like $30, but you got it uh, on sale. Uh, yeah, te- technically, if you read the fine print, technically it's an annual fee that they break into monthly payments. So that I think that means is you can't stop once you start until a year's up. I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got it on discount, so it's only costing me $28 a month. So considering a $12, $12 ticket... Uh, if I go to a theater three times in a month, I'm ahead of the game. Yeah, and sh- that should be easy to do. Yeah, as long as I'm willing to see shit I don't want to see too, which I am. Yeah, that is which true. Which means, I'm, uh, have you seen the trailers for the horror film opening this weekend? Or last weekend? Uh, what's opening this weekend or last weekend? With the, with the school? What is the name oh, of that Oh, yeah, the found footage thing. What is the name of that? We I need that right now. Uh, I'll I'll get it for you. Because but yeah, it's the one where they it's the school. They no showed it there. when we went they, to see They Mad sneak Max. in. They did show the trailer for that. And I, I just, I, and I just I, remember I, looking at you and just going. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Well, I I just remember like every fifteen seconds waiting for like Damon Wayans to pop out and like ah oh okay it's a parody. <laughs> like, no no it's it's you. You know, a- after the halfway mark of that trailer, it's, like, you know, it's getting too late for them to turn around and say this is a comedy. So I don't know what the hell they're right. doing. It's and the all the ads for it are like, oh, it's the new wave in terror. Says, so, what the fuck did I not see in this trailer <laughs> that this is going to be something different than Blair Witch the remake? Is it the Gallows? That's it, the Gallows. Fourteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> January, it's January in July, apparently. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
Now, I usually reserve would... those films for August. Terminator or, or Genesis, Oct- 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. What or October? What about October for these found footage horror film? Or There's no, probably or, too many. Oh, There's probably oh, too know, many. Well, you know why? Because did you see the trailer for the next uh, Paranormal Activity? Par- There's another one coming out. <sighs> Jesus Christ! I'll oh yeah, you, this- Halloween kind of died when Saw stopped making when they stopped making Saw movies. It really did. Yeah. Oh, but that par- Oh, have you uh, you haven't seen the trailer for the new Paranormal? No, I have. Oh, you have. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, it's it's awful. Hey, what's what's even worse about it is that they're they're they keep continuing like the mythos storyline, and they keep like so they keep explaining shit and adding shit. It's like you're just making right. it worse. Stop. Just just make it totally unrelated, like like uh, yeah. American Horror Story or so you know or something like that. We we don't care that you're linking this to the third movie. Please stop. Please stop. Now they have um. There's a uh, there's a few other films that I I, I want to mention. Uh, I guess you need a 60% or above to be fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Anything uh-huh. below that is a splat. Um, mm-hmm. Magic Mike, 64%. Well, was- <laughs> Six, 68% from viewers, 64% from reviewers. Um, uh-huh. Inside Out, which is the kids' film, 98% by uh, well. By reviewers, oh, but shit. only ninety percent, ninety-one percent from viewers, which means I don't get it. No, but, um, but, but you know, I mean, that's one reason why I don't like reviewing kids' films on the show because, really, how how like snobbish or idiotic do you have to be to shit talk a kids' film like a cartoon? I mean, oh yeah, uh, unless it's like just like not a good kids' movie. I mean, that that is possible. But majority of them is just okay. Yeah, it's just it's it's for the kids. It's written for the kids. Whatever. I mean, you may you may think Frozen sucks ass, but it was made for kids. They loved it. Yeah. You know, that, that's it's uh, you know it's Ant Man with seventy six percent. I would like to see that. Trainwreck with ninety percent, which it looks funny. I can pass. I like Amy Schumer. I think she's kind of funny. Oh no! I'm, I have no nothing against anybody um, in the and film. And then, of course, I just saw this recently. I know you did recently. Like five people I know have seen it. Obviously, Jurassic World with seventy-one uh, percent. This this is how I know that uh, you know people that go see this they just they don't care about plot structure and and story and, and character development. They just they just want a popcorn film. 71% from reviewers, which technically is a fresh rating. 82% from uh, the moviegoers. So, people How really about- like this Jurassic... I mean, obviously, it's got the number one weekend in history. $208 million in one fucking weekend. How about, if we're going to wait two weeks to do Dune, let's just review Jurassic World next week. Oh, okay. That's great. Great idea. We've seen it. Maybe we could just even do, like, like we could do, like, Jurassic World and anything else new that we've seen recently. Just do a couple of films just that do are in a the mashup. Sure. Just do a mashup or two or three films. So you know, we'll, we'll, whatever the biggest one is in the box office, that'll be the name of the episode. But we can do Jurassic World. Talk a little bit about Mad Max, maybe. Uh, if I if I can get to see the Gallows, we'll talk about that. You know, we'll we'll just see what okay. we can squeeze in. You know. I think we talked a lot about Mad Max already, but we can revisit. Yeah, it. you're right. No, you're no, you're right. But you know, we'll we'll just see what. I'm just saying, if we're going to wait yeah. two weeks, let's at least... Because uh, I guarantee we can talk about Jurassic World for an hour. Or a half oh. an hour. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Uh, oh, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we'll see, we'll, see, we'll see what else we've seen by then. But uh, let's do that. So we'll say Jurassic World at all uh, next Thursday, and the Thursday after that we'll do... Uh, Dune. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'll give you enough time to talk to your dad about it. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah, I'm yeah. going to do. Yeah, no, good, good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, we ready? Uh, we're ready to end yes. the show. Yeah, all right, so, let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. All right, everyone. Thank you. Episode one hundred and seventy-eight. We appreciate you joining us. You can go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. You can listen to all our shows there. You can download the shows there. You can watch the show live every week, every Thursday at eight o'clock. Uh, you can also go to iTunes and download the show there as well. You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. If you want to email us, the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. You want to go to our Tumblr page? That's moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. And if you want to download the free app for your Android device... Just do a search for Movie Sucktastic in the Google Play Store. And the uh, the iTunes version or mobile version of the site is coming soon. I know I've said this for a month already, but it is coming. I'm almost 100% done with that at this point. All right, everybody. Do you have any wisdom for us, Scott? He's a cheeky bastard. I'm glad you said it because I was if you didn't. All right, everybody. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheeky bastard.